I die tomorrow I hope you hear these words I ain't here to flip no birds or sip no syrup Hope the future generations can get this urge Stay woke, youngin' And avenge these nerds, uh Tuesday night wonder and enjoyment tonight is Nerds Live. It is your boy Sebastian. It's your boy Law and your boy Tone from across the hall. Let's <laughs> uh, we should fix this. Let's fix. Yeah, this. we should fix this. Fix this right now. There we go. There, there, we, there we, go. we go. Much better. So for those wondering, yes, Law has the night off. So we have Law number two, aka the Mighty Pong, who you guys know was on the show before, uh, taking over for Law for tonight. Um, Law, hope feel better. Um, he's out sick. So again, feel better, brother. We love you, man. And guys, keep up with his stream and everything. Uh, Law from the bench. <laughs> Law from the bench. There you go. <laughs> yep. So uh, let's. Go ahead, so no, it's like as you know, the mighty pong has a staple, he has an appointment for episode four of whatever show we are reviewing. And tonight right. is that night. We are talking, we are definitely doing episode four. But uh, yeah, before we get to that, and I'll kick it off to you, Sebas. All right, so before we get to that, first, we're gonna go to some announcements. So, announcements, so just to let you guys know, um, Law has released a book, it dropped, I believe, on his birthday, which is what last Saturday. Am I right? Am I right? Yes, it dropped last Saturday. So uh, for anybody who wants to link, Law could drop the links in the link. Um, there it is being sold on Amazon. Second is catch up with the Medusa's Cascade. The Medusa's Cascade gets released every Saturday. The podcast is up to 60 episodes, 60 plus episodes. It's a D&D podcast from Inbeyond. Um, And again, this, this podcast has been in development for almost like three, um, going on three years already. Um, Finally, yes. Um long time long time long time let's see um finally um Ambion con has its dates for august 20th and 21st it is an online con so make sure you save the dates you can watch it from wherever join from wherever so Ambion con is coming up so that is the announcement so we do have a great jam-packed episode for you guys today next week we're going to cover again book of boba with um two episodes for peacemaker because peacemaker number four and i feel number five we're going to get more so we'll cover peacemaker next week um pong you're more and welcome to join us for that because we know that's a episode four for you too with peacemaker that's true but today too we're also going to get into the book of ekroy book of ekroy is from two texas-based creators actually the brothers and i think that that's really dope the cory brothers um 308 productions um they're from austin texas they're sci-fi writers and this is their first foray in writing comics they first book had a successful funded kickstarter the link is in for the second kickstarter that is up and coming so if you missed the first book you could get the second i mean get your wallets ready because after tonight you're going to want that second and first book when the kickstarter comes out so we want to introduce and welcome him with a big rowdy nerds welcome the one the only one half of the cory brothers levi cory what's up brother hey what's up guys glad to hey. be here thanks for the uh shout outs and all that love man that's great Man, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. How are you tonight? How is it every how is how is Austin? It's great. It's great. I I, I wish I could be here with my my brother Drew. He he's he's got some family stuff going on. So um his his stepmother uh, is is real sick. So uh he's having to deal with that. But but you know, I, I'm gonna try to hold up you know, for two tonight, I'll try to do my best anyway. <laughs> you got it, bro. You're doing perfect. Don't worry. Don't yeah, worry. We, 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 we got you, man. But anyway, the book of it going, um, it's a six issue sci-fi series that you guys are, are coming out with that you're working on. You dropped first issue. Second issue has a Kickstarter coming up and those who missed the first issue or haven't heard about it are going to hear about it tonight and be able to full fund, help you fully fund the next Kickstarter so they could get book one and two. So, before we get into the book, tell us a little bit about yourself. What made you want to step into the world of comics and what inspired you to create this book? Yeah, yeah. My my brother and I kind of kicked around doing some creative projects for a while. Um, I come from a background working in film. Uh, I've written for film, written for television. Um, so it, it just kind of made sense for us to sort of sit down and do some world building and we started out four years ago working on another project. And as first time writers, we put in some time on that and realized that we were creating like a 46, 48 book arc for a story. And, and nobody's going to want to buy a 48 arc story from somebody <laughs> never heard of before. So it was like, all right, all right, let's let's try to trim some things down. So we started looking at another idea. And so in about a year and a half, we, we went into production for the book of Ecroy. And, and, and it's a six issue arc for this one. We've got 
other options to do more in the future, depending on the success of the story. So we kind of went a different way with our marketing strategy, right? Being able to kind of look at other options down the road if, 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 if we have some success with this. So we've got six issues for this particular story arc. And sci-fi for us has always been a thing. We, we've always sat around with our, with our dad, you know, our friends, sci-fi, especially whenever I was watching film, Terminator, you know, certain things like that, you know, our, our, our concepts about cyborgs, right? So some of these great sci-fi, these sci-fi cyborg stories were huge, huge um, inspirations for us as kids growing up, being able to sit and go, man, to be able to tell a story like that, to be able to work with cyborgs in a sci-fi genre, it, it was just, it just hit us just like that. So we, we, we went for it. Very cool. Yeah, no, all of those, I mean, even like we all have like those memories of those classic sci-fi movies, either watching them for the first time, experiencing them with family and, and friends. So it's really awesome just to see that you're taking those experiences and you get to work with your brother to create something uh, for the, you know, for the world. And what, what, what was that like? So do you, have you, you and your brother worked together in the past or is this kind of your first joint venture together um, uh, to get, you know, just outside of other stuff you've done together? For sure. Yeah. I mean, if any of you guys have siblings, you kind of know you're working with your siblings no matter what, right, on anything. It, it may not be a creative project, but, you know, you're, you're, you're communicating, you're working with them. Maybe you got something going on with the family. You know, th there's always something happening. With, with he and I, this is our first creative project, but we have, you know, those years of connection, talking about these concepts and ideas one of the things we used to do as kids, we go on trips and me and my brother, that's it. Like it's my mom, my dad, and me and my brother, my, my dad's passed away. He's, he's been gone for a while, but, mm -hmm. but as a kid, um, we had this game we would play, you know, when we go on vacation, you'd always do this, like uh, choose your own adventure story where people would, would contribute sentences or paragraphs and the next person would contribute sentences and paragraphs. And so like this idea of like, storytelling concepts between he and I, uh, it started a long, long time ago. So it, it, this was a really natural thing for us to do to connect on this level. Yeah. So one of the great things that I love about this book, and I love the art style. You guys yeah. got to work with Francisco Mazzoli and colors were by Gabriel Casada, and lettering by Steve Wands. And um, if you don't mind, I'm I'm gonna pull up the cover image because oh yeah, please, this please, is please. a beautiful cover that um I really, 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 really love right here. Um, let me see. It's trying to share a side. I should have had this propped up, but you know what? We're gonna we're share the screen. We're doing it live, man. Fuck it. We're, we're doing, doing it live. live. Fuck it. We're doing it live. That's all how it goes. Hey, I can wait for it. <laughs> I'm good. There we okay. go. Look at this cover. Look at this beautiful cover right yeah. here. I so when you wrote this book, yeah. and as a writer, how did it feel? Well, first of all, how did you hook up with the current writer, um, the current artist, uh, Francisco Mazzoli? Tell us that story. And how yeah. did it feel for you and your brother to finally see these pages go from words to images? Yeah, for sure. I want to tell that story, but then I also want to come back and I want you to tell me what you think about this. You know, I, I want to get y'all's input on that as well. It, you know, for us, when we started out with the project, we came into contact with uh, several artists who we were kind of weighing pros and cons between, right? Um, initially, when we sat down, if you're familiar with the story, uh, the comic book Tokyo Ghost, it's a uh, Sean Gordon Murphy's the artist to that. And um, then Mobius is also another artist that was it was that was kind of an inspiration for art style concepts. And so whenever we uh, were looking to work with an artist, we wanted somebody who could handle those types of uh, visual concepts and like storytelling, how to lead your eye across the page. And Francisco was working on a project with Chris Moses. It was called uh, uh, it, it's uh, the Saturn Effect. And he, it was Francisco's first project. And a lot of his imagery for that was really, really tight, really, really solid. So uh, we decided to go with Francisco. He's Italian. The Italian art style fits really well with sci-fi. Italian artists kind of stereotypically will work really well in like Western style, sci-fi style. And, and most of those guys really love working with those uh, components. And Francisco's a huge, huge uh, sci-fi fan, loved the concept. 
and we were able to bring him on and, and, and get some really great images. With the color, Gabriel Casada, he's worked with Image, he's worked with Boom, um, he's worked with DC, he's worked on Hexed, Angel, Sonic the Hedgehog. He recently did the musicians with Image, with, with uh, Pius Back. Uh, Steve Wands, we were really lucky to get Steve. Uh, I love letterers. I love what letterers add to stories. I think letterers are kind of unspoken heroes of comics. They don't get a lot of respect in the comic world, unfortunately. But this guy, Steve, he works with Jeff Lemire. Um, he's worked on uh, Attack on Titan, All-Star Batman. He's worked on the Cinder series. He's worked on the Gideon Fall series with Jeff Lemire, which is which is coming out. He's worked. He's working on Primordial. You know, he anything Jeff he works on. So we were really really lucky to be able to work with him and get him to do some of the letters. And with the sci-fi concept like this, we were wanting to do lots of different things with with letters. We were wanting to do lots of different things with action, with color. And as he's scrolling through some of these images, you can see we've we've put together some pretty interesting looking visuals you know i i feel pretty pretty proud and 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 love the work that we've been able to do as a team you know gabriel's colors if you can see it's it's not sort of a traditional sort of like pantone wash of just like sort of sticking in a family we really wanted to work with a colorist that could have a really wide color palette on a page right because we felt like it could really draw the eye and add a lot of flavor well, first of all, let's say what's up to George Medina, letterer, artist, writer. Uh, what up, George? George, we have uh, Levi Corion. You want to get him on um, Catch the Craze, so you want to reach out to him, get you look up. Lord, those who don't know, George has also got um, a book coming out, so we'll have him on the show. He's coming on next week, so we'll talk to him more. But um, again, George, you want to link up, link up with Levi and his brother. Let you know that, bro. I'll shoot you their information. But um, no, I, I again, I, I love the imagery, the colors, and I wanted to just say, um, again, you're right about letterers because um, Winston New York City Comic Con and Buddy Skiller always says, letterers are like the like the unicorns in the comic industry. I was just about to say actually that they the are. unicorns are kind of like the bass guitarist in any rock band. Like no <laughs> one thinks they notice them, but you know if there's a bad one. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Definitely. Well, I mean, what? I'm a Zeppelin fan, so I mean, that would make oh, Steve like a Bonham. Steve's Bonham, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah. Vic, you want to reach out to Levi too? Vic uh, Medina, just to let you guys know, he also works over uh, um, with um, a, a, a Comics Cast, and he works at a show um, called Let It Out. He works with Gerald. They do a writing on it. Um, again, Vic, you want to reach out to these guys or shoot you your information. Let's get them going because they got a Kickstarter coming up for book two and to get book one because the art is beautiful. New York is by, um, again, Francisco Mazzoli and colorist by Gabriel Casada. Um, so do you have a, any follow-up question? or Well, um, not, well not, not follow-up questions. So I know, Levi, you wanted us to talk about that that cover image. So see, yeah, see that sure. if, you, if you wanted to you know pop that back up. I got it right here. And uh, I think the question was like our our take um, on it. Yeah, so, man. What do you got? What do you guys think, man? What do you think about so, it? So when I, I I was reading when I read your press release and everything, and I know you were talking about the whole uh, cyborgs and inorganics and organics. So you really, my son just came downstairs. Uh, you really get that feel from this. You see the blood vessels in the shoulder, and you see the it looks like the mechanical pieces in the arm on and on the elbows so like you feel like you're going to get something about this something going on here and reading from the press release it feels very this inorganic uh what is that what's that what is that term i always think of the singularity feels very theological like they talk about the book oh. of ecroy and they're quoting things and whatnot was that on purpose was that what you were going for it is yeah a lot of the the story elements are based on religious concepts cult concepts. We wanted to take this idea of a cyborg cult and what that would look like, right? Like, like what, what would happen if there was a particular technology that was designed that allowed you to feel things as if it was a normal limb, right? So this, this creator, Ecroy, creates this technology and then he takes it from society and goes and, and, and takes his people with him on this journey across the galaxy, sort of looking for this particular metal that he uses in order to construct these things. And, and over time, what, what happens, I think, in, uh, with humanity, you, 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 you see this life that's sort of like designed for you, right? Like, what if every day you woke up, everything was already pre-designed, you already knew what you were going to do? I think in some ways, 
there's safety in that. There's there, there's comfort in that. But but the, the society starts to fracture over time, right? So this so this 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 idea of uh, uh, wanting to get certain upgrades that are beyond just this normal sort of normalized synthetic. You, you know, I, I want to get a laser eye if I want to get a laser eye, right? Like, like maybe I want to go down a different path with my life. So, so this idea of the disconnected comes into the story where, where it splits. So, this, so, so the culture fractures over time, right? Where people are now starting to just develop whatever technology they want. And then you have the pure ecroy followers and this entire galactic war happens between the two sides. You know, something I thought was interesting about the, uh, about the cover there is the, the design language, because at first, when I when I first looked at it, I was like, yeah, this kind of has like, in a, I mean, this, you know, as a compliment, I, this kind of has Eternals vibes a little bit. Oh, okay. And then when you just mentioned about the, uh, about the uh, machines, you know, created as life and all that, that is kind of, you know, spoilers, that is kind of one of the central things behind the Eternals is that they're not people, that they were machines that were created. And having that, uh, machine yet at the same time, uh, sinewy, like if, if there, if that's the right word, it's not chunky mechanical, it's graceful mechanical. You see what it I'm is. saying? I that do. same I do, language yeah. used in, used in both of those, that same design language. It's really interesting that like the two have nothing to do with each other really, but they both have that designed humanity thing behind it. And so they both use the same di design language. That's, that's just interesting to me. Also, Pong, you have a fan too. Rick's just saying you look sharp tonight. And Rick has just put himself on the notify list for the Kickstarter. Thank you, Rick, Thanks, always Rick. for supporting. Appreciate that, man. Awesome. Um, yeah, Rick is on the other side of the world showing his support. Um, again, we love oh. you, brother. I know it's like three in the morning over there. <laughs> but no, I, I really, because um, I, 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 I'm deep diving into to, to sci-fi and, and talking to people about sci-fi, but this is just beautiful in how he captures this particular artwork with the veins yeah. and everything and then the, the connection with the body. It's just like that perfect x-ray of a fusion of flesh and machine in this picture. This is, this is what I would picture a perfect cyborg organism. Uh, it's just really beautiful. Awesome. Yeah, Thank and you. like if you uh and like this one page caught me uh scroll down until you get to the page where you see the where the the guy's getting incinerated and you see the blood vessel and you get the quotes from the book of from the book of ekroy i gotta say when i was going through it i was like holy shit it just seems it's all connected because you you're talking about you know being the you know substring to blood and waste and our body produces blood and waste and you see like this you see the body starting from whole, it's whole, and then you, you're as you read down the panel, it's to oblivion and it's becoming nothing. Um, I really love this page. And was was that a specific point that you were trying to show with imagery and the text of the book? Was that done and done on done on purpose? What you were trying to convey here? It is, yeah, yeah. One of our our big sort of like visual concepts for the story was to go inside the bodies, right? So um, with anything, with any cult or religion, and, and I don't want to say that religions are cults. When I put these two in, in a category or when I say them together, it's just the organization of the concepts, right? The ideas. Religions are definitely a, a lot more established mainstream. Cults are a lot more, uh, you know, underground. There, there's different levels to what they are, what they represent. But but ultimately, it's, it's, it's how people get involved with them or how people worship with them or what. In this particular case, you know, we wanted to see the inside and we wanted to be able to also have some type of language that you would see if you were reading the Bible or the Quran. You know, the, the language of the book of Ekroy is like a code, right? And so it reads like a coder's manual to a certain degree, right? So when you're seeing the inside of them, or you're seeing certain elements, you're also getting these, these lectures on it. it. It was a great way for us to do world building, right? It was a great way to do our info dumps with this really nice visual of, of seeing blood. And then in, in one of the uh, uh, stories, um, you, you're, you're inside of, of uh, uh, the, where these synthetics, they connect to the organic part. You actually see how the synthetics and organics connect from the inside, right? So you're able to see all the, the mechanics and aspects and how that works. And we just continue that throughout the whole six books, just always going into the bodies, out of the bodies, and trying to use that as transitionary elements as well. 
And I love the imagery for this is like the image for pots for cover number two. It is. And it, it is. Just, hey, this just gives me vibes of badass. And it's just again, it the the fact that it was just chosen with the red as the background, and then he's just um I wanna say f- it's not flat colors. There's another um, term for it, but it just, it looks, it pops so well. And then the inks around it. So it just, I don't know. It just, again, um, put yourself, guys, the link is in the description. Put yourself in the notifications. If you're listening to this on, on audio, when this comes out, um, the link is there too in the description. Make sure you go back, watch the episode on YouTube, join our YouTubes every Tuesdays. But this, um, I want to thank you for show showcasing and ensuring the book of equity. I mean, um, for those who don't know the book of equity, please give us a synopsis of the book right now for those who are watching. Yeah, for sure. Elevator pitch. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, basically, it's it, it's a show about cyborgs, right? So uh, there are these two families, these two warring factor, uh, factions between the pure noise that disconnected. Uh, we're in the middle of a galactic civil war between them over these synthetics. They're, they're fighting over all of the uh, materials used to create them, right? So they, they kind of go from galaxy to galaxy and use up all of this material. So they're, they're fighting for, for the use of it, one side of it trying to stay pure to what Eco is teaching or on the other side is trying to take it into a completely different level, allowing you to get whatever upgrades you want. And, 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 and caught in the middle of this is a family. There's a pure Yunorian family that's caught in the middle of it. It's a mother, a father, and a son. And there's an entire sort of issue that happens with the mother. She gets sick. And she needs to get a certain upgrade that goes beyond E. Croy's teachings. And so then what happens, right? What happens when a family kind of goes at odds while this entire uh, culture is fractured and at odds? And so you kind of see that family fracture as well. And then um, see how they can either A, come back together again, or B, be completely separated and, and, and have to live uh, another life, create another life for themselves. This is beautiful. So, guys, again, the link is in the description. Put yourself on the notification because the next Kickstarter, even though you missed the first one, the next one is going to have a. Um, so, what are some things that they can expect with the next Kickstarter? Because I know book one and book two will be available in the next Kickstarter. Am I right? It will. Yeah, totally. Yeah. We, we always like to do a collector's edition. That'll be signatures. That'll be uh, Francesco's going to do a, a print uh, just specifically for the collector's edition. So, he's going to do something brand new for that. I think this time we're going to. In book three, we have this entire scene of these acolytes that are going to come in. And so I think in book three, we're going to do a uh, draw yourself in the, in, the, in the book, you know, tier, because that, that's typically popular. So if you want to get your face, get your mug out there in, in a comic book, you get a chance to do that. So we'll do that for number two. But you'll, you'll be able to grab one and two, and, and we're going to even make them even affordable. A lot of the tiers, if, if, you, if you've ever bought comics on Kickstarter, a lot of the tiers have you at like $5 for being able to buy a PDF, you know, just to get a look at it, or $15 or $10 sometimes. We're going to go like three bucks, four bucks on the PDF, and then like $8 for shipping, everything included for the book, we w- we want to just kind of kind of keep making it as fo- as affordable as possible. Because if you're buying multiple books, you want to be able to afford it, and not be spending 30, 40, 50 bucks per you know to get four or five copies of books. So we're going to try to keep it as affordable as possible. Awesome. So now, um, again, guys, again, the link is there. But now, um, Levi, you get to join us in another sci-fi um, series that just started out. We're going to go back and talk to Levi um, at the end in the plug, but he's going to now join us for um, Tone. Are you ready? Indeed, I am. Tonight, we are talking Chapter 4 of the Book of Boba, The Gathering Storm. We finally get to find out what happened when he found Finnick. We've got to get that resolution that happened at the end of that season two, that season. (laughs) Thank you, Law. Thank you so much. That season one episode of The Mandalorian, when he is out in Tatooine and all the shit happens and we see the black footsteps come up to our body and we wonder, who is that? Who could it be? It's Boba Fett. Uh, And I'm excited to talk about it. Spoilers are afoot. We're talking about everything. Uh, I will give you the courtesy, Levi. Have you seen Spider-Man? The new movie? No, I have not. And then oh I will not boy. do this to you because I've because you are a guest. I'm not gonna yeah, do it. I'm not gonna no, do it. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Do it. No, go I'm not gonna do weeks. it. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. Uh, so we'll go back to it's the old my spoiler fault, warning. Man. It's my fault. I know, I know, but you're on our show, so I'm not gonna be the one. So we're gonna go back to our old spoiler warning. Tony Stark has died. 
Let's talk about chapter four, the gathering storm. If you tune in next week, I can't I can't say anything about Bubby dies in Endgame, remember? Yeah. That's the young nerd in training right there. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so we'll we'll start with this. I mean, this episode has been pretty great, but um, the the, the main event I want to start on, and I'm gonna deep dive right into that. Yet what? We love you, George. Um, so the main event I want to jump into is that Black Chrysanthemum, and I'm gonna say it, and I kept saying it. He's gonna end up joining Boba in his oh. team, but he is continually showing that his hands are rated E for everyone. So Pong, um, we'll start with you with this one. How do you feel about Black Chrysanthemum and making his rating his hands for everyone, and now he's joining oh, yeah. Team Boba? It's the least surprising thing in in the world. Like, yeah, come on. Of course, he's going to join up with Boba Fett. Absolutely, like, a mile away. Yeah, I feel like he's going to reluctantly join him. I'm, I'm like my whole thing is with this whole with the whole Chris Santon connection is they are not addressing the fact that they knew each other in the comics, and it feels like there is mm. like I just need like just the professional nod, the mm. nod of acknowledgement that hey, we work together with Jabba the Hutt. And maybe maybe they're gonna do that eventually, but it does feel like they're two strangers, and we're not getting, the getting that. What do you, what about in front of the gate? Like right before, like I think right I, actually I think when it was in the last episode, car. right before he, he cut him loose. Car. Well, when he well, came car, he gave him. It, it looked like he, he gave, gave him, a nod. but it's yeah. like he gave him a nod because I'm letting you go, not like a nod like, hey, we work together. Because he would have done that when the twins showed up in episode two. But, then, but his it's bosses a, it's a, were there. It's a, it's a small nitpick. I, I, it's just one of those things where, like, they're making it seem like this is their. Okay, you bring your unicorn up, baby. Not the unicorn. <laughs> Anything but the unicorn. Levi, how do you feel yeah. about Black Chrysanthemum? He's he's the new Wookiee on the block. He's slowly replacing Chewbacca. He's very popular yeah. in the comics. How do you feel about Black Chrysanthemum? And 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 how are you feeling about him overall in this series from what you're seeing so far? I love it, man. I think what they're going to do is a on again, off again thing, like a, like one of these romance movies, right? Where you think <laughs> they're going to be together, then they're not going to be together, then they're going to be together. That's what they're going to do with him and Boba the whole time, right? He's going to come in, come out, come in, come out. Well, is, is he going to stay this time? No, he's got to go do his own thing. I, that is probably what they'll do is just keep mixing him in, sprinkling him back in. He'll hang out for a couple episodes, drop out. I mean, that's what I'm thinking. But but ultimately, you know, in listening to some of the old uh, uh uh, so, some of the old podcasts from you guys, you know, I am one of these guys that had created this Boba Fett fantasy, right? Like, like, like I'm the guy who had already told a bunch of stories in my head. And, and when I see this, I don't, I'm not against it. Like, like, even though, even though I had all these stories, I'm not against it. I, I'm, I'm enjoying it immensely. I, I think a lot of it is Robert Rodriguez. Some of this is like retro action, you know, like some of these 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 chase sequences, these action sequences, it, it feels retro to me. I don't know about you guys, but, yeah. you know, it, it feels like it's throwback. You know, I feel like I'm kind of seeing something that, that I saw 80s, 90s, 2000s action films, I, I think. And, they're, and I think it's on purpose because they want you to feel like you're back in that time, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's 100 uh, percent. Oh, wow. All right. We got no, a hot no, no. George is right. George. I'm, I'm waiting. <laughs> uh hold on uh what's going on oh man okay there's a whole there's a whole bunch of shit going on okay yep. there's so much things going on but to your point levi uh i agree i think what's really great about boba fett and i also think even with the mandalorian show is that they, they it feels just very of the time of star wars because it's taking place after Return of the Jedi. So they're not really heavily leaning in on the CGI unless you really have to. So it just feels like we're watching Empire. We're watching just, just it on Disney Plus. Um, and and I'm just I'm 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 digging it. Like it just feels very it's gonna it feels like it's it feels like it's gonna be a timeless add-on. It's gonna last for ages, and it just kind of brings you back into that vibe of when all those like sci-fi movies were coming in, not leaning in too heavy on 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 the computer stuff. So yeah, no, I totally agree with you. And then what else we got going on here? Because I got Rick, I thought you were going to sleep, man. <laughs> no, I, I was just telling Rick that I believe it's a nod to the comics because um it goes back to his gladiator days, and that's something that I'm picking up because I'm learning more about Black Chrysanthemum because he's one of the newest Star Wars characters created for the Marvel comics, and he's yeah. again, it's it's he's a pretty dope character. I want more BK, and I and again going back to what you're saying, Levi, I like how you pointed that out. It it does feel like Robert Rodriguez is giving his whole take on this because he has that old school feel. You feel a little bit of that 
um desperado feeling in there that old school um action and spaghetti western yeah and i and, yeah. and, and, and like you said a lot of us had these thoughts of what we thought book of boba was going to be because of how we're like you know we picture boba the bounty hunter but we have to understand this is not a lot of people have to stand this is not boba the bounty hunter anymore he died on the snarlack pit it's more of boba wanting to now be a crime boss and it's the the thing is that he's building a family and in order to do that to build this whole family um it's pretty much he has to win their trust and that's what he's really doing he won the trust of fennec and we got that as a go back, which I'm going to ask you guys how, um, you know, that, that, that recap and that ship he's was trying to build a trust with the other families outside. Like, listen, I don't mess with you. You don't mess with me. We don't fuck with each other, but I'm going to go kick these guys ass. Um, I won't fuck with your territory. Yeah. That's for years, stole different species and brought them to the hunting planet. So they, thank you, Rick. Rick is a knowledge and plethora of star Wars knowledge. Again, we were going to definitely have Rick, um, you know, check us. You please teach us your ways. We'll be the young Padawans of your Star Wars knowledge. But um, no, you and then you saw it with the bikers, with with the bikers on the space Vespas. Uh, pretty much, he brought them in. He was like, "Yeah, they expected him to go kick his ass, kick their asses." But he's like, "No, I got jobs for you guys. Come in there." And again, we saw that again with Kersanti. He's like, "I heard you need a job." And then we see him there holding the rifle in the meeting. But um, how do you? I mean, how do you classify that um, that feeling to fans who are in love with an old image of Boba Fett compared to this new one? I mean, how do you guys feel about that? And what is your hot take on that? It's completely well, different for me. Go, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to say, I, I, I think what what you do is, is I think you get for me. I think they're trying to get the best of both worlds, to be honest, because they're taking what you're saying in terms of let's take Boba Fett in this way that's new where we're going to build this family. We're going to, we're going to construct something where it's like you play any role-playing game where your hall's empty. And then you, you, as you, as you, as you quest, you go up levels, you're able to drop stuff in, you get your NPCs in there. You, 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 you construct your, your guild hall, how you want it to look. And, and I think that's that's what they're doing with the, the character where he's going to build all of that stuff. And that's not within what you would picture the Boba story to be. But I wouldn't want it to be a, like a, a monster of the week deal either, where it's like he's just doing bounties every week. I wouldn't want dude, that would get so old so fast. Right. So so you got this new concept. But then the old concept is that retro style. Right. So they stay the retro style to keep your heart there. And then they try to expand the story and the concept going in other directions with with that to kind of i think it may be they're, they're trying to do the best of both and then and, and and laws coming for you george don't worry you guys get to talk next week um but yeah, no i like I gotta, that Go ahead. I gotta admit on, though i'm on i'm on george's side on this i want to like the i want to like it so bad but there's just so many little fiddly things in it like like oh i can't possibly invade tonight i don't know how many people there are I've been watching for several days, but people keep going in and out because that's how a door works. <laughs> or like, we're going to go, we're going to, we're going to time our entrance and we're going to go in quietly. I was going to bring a tuba, but I think I'll leave it behind. Like, what, of course you're going to go in quietly. You're sneaking in. Like, yes. There's just so many of those little stupid things that it's just like, like why, why in the world? Here we go. Here we go. Dang it. I'm sorry. Here, here comes the hype. <laughs> I don't here say anything like for no. the past half hour and here no, it comes. No, <laughs> it's fine. Listen, this is like, we're, we're all here. We're all nerds. We're, that's what, the, that's it. Nerds of the round, you know? All for right. Sure. All right. Well, so, so here's the other, the, the other thing. And I'll, 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 I'll close for now with this because what it was the point of Boba Fett going down They're in the kitchen. They've dispatched the two heavies in the kitchen. And he grabs the little runt and says, do you know who I am? <laughs> Scared the Let's shit out of your food, man. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Like, he's just, he's, he's the little guy. He, and why'd they kill the poor Gronk? That Gronk bot was doing nothing. He was delivering fuel and they just shot him for no damn reason. All right. <laughs> he was delivering fuel. He was the fuel bot. <laughs> well, okay, fine. But like, like, and, and I would like a ruling from the judges. Super last thing. I would like a ruling from the judges. Do Star are Star Wars robots sentient? Because if they are, man, there's a hell of a body count going on. 
I would, I, would, I would say they're sentient. I mean, even in even in the prequel trilogy, like you've got the regular droids, and they're all they're all having like one off conversations with each other. So, mm-hmm. damn. Yeah, I think we're at, like where the robots are sentient. Like, I mean, C three PO has his own brain and everything going on, and R two D two like R two D two don't listen to fucking nobody. R two D two has the filthiest <laughs> mouth in the Star Wars galaxy. That's why all his lines are bleeped. Um, we'll leave it at that. But, I mean, um, I I get I get I get it because I think I think the problem is that this show is like, it's a real slow burn. Like I'm really trying to figure out what the climax of the show is going to yeah. be, uh, because we've only got two episodes left. Um, we only got two episodes left. We need to find out what's going to happen with the with, with with the Pikes and where the show is going to end up if we're kind of just building up all of Boba's console because it's literally just feel like they are technically they're just reimagining this character at this point because mm-hmm. you know I don't I think we talked about it last week no one really wants bounty of the week I don't I, don't, I think we're beyond that I, th- I think we're beyond that at this point and so we focus we spent four episodes of flashbacks and I think we're done I think we're done I do think we're done with the flashbacks the flashbacks kind of co- co-assigned with his healing in the Becta tank and now he's fully healed and he is ready to go and move on forward. And I think they had to give us enough just so that we can kind of understand who this character is and where he's coming from and what his reasonings are. I just don't think two episodes left is going to give us give us that. Uh, I hate to and, break yeah. this. Oh, sorry. No, I, I was going to say, I hate to break this to you, but there is going to be at least one more flashback because we you don't so? yet know how Boba Fett gets his armor back. We do. Yeah, that we was do. in the, he, that was in the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Yeah, that was done in the Mandalorian. He got it from the two. yes, yes. Jin gives yes. it. Uh, he gives it to him when, when he sees him. The yep. last flashback was him getting his ship and him with Fennec. I mean, and and first of all, That's again, the show shows how. I mean, let let's talk about Fennec. Um, this character mm-hmm. is a badass. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just Agent May now in space and the cyborg um body part, but we get that um revisiting in the Mandalorian of when he meets her and then going to get his ship and to the point of that she was more well prepared for that situation with her little tiny butt um so levi give us a take on fennec in this episode and how you've seen this character overall in the the star wars universe yeah no i i i like this character a lot i'm, I'm with you on that I, I i get one thing about star wars i i know some of the canon but I, i'm not as versed as most but th- this idea of how they do the upgrades how they do synthetics it's a little, it doesn't seem like it's really well informed to me. Okay. So, and, but I don't, I don't know as much of the books I, I, as much as, as I do, you know, to, to know that history there. So, you know, maybe, you know, Rick could help us out with that, you know, but, but I don't know when, 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 when they take him, when they take her to, to get the work done, it seems like it's pretty uh, involved, right? That whole sequence to me did seem a little flat, right? Where, it became this montage uh, of, you know, take it to the limit, limit <laughs> you know, and she's getting this synthetics put in, you know what I mean? Oh, sorry, Rick. Keep it up. Hey, Rick's, hey, Rick's trying, man. He Rick's keeps trying. coming in. And he did see, look, droids who communicate with few and droid can easily have alarmed the guards and other droids. Of course, of course uh, they do. They silence it. the droid. Yeah, that makes sense. And um, here's your big fan here, George Medina oh, uh, for Pong. George is, coming, is getting oh. ready to come in hot next week, oh, man. I'm, I'm loading. I'm loading up. <laughs> Full spread. Yeah, I, I think ultimately with her, I I, I want to know what's going on inside of her. You know, I, I think I think I lose well, a little bit of, of I, yeah. I, I think I lose a little bit of of. Uh, I mean, I, I, she's a badass. Yes, one hundred percent. But if I knew a little bit more about the science behind what she went through and what's going on with her, I think I would I would feel even deeply, more deeply about her. Here's the thing. They're supposed to be in some backwaters of Tatooine, right? If I take a 96 Celica to my local Toyota dealer, he's going to be like, well, I I don't have the parts. I can get him here from Cleveland, but it's going to take you a little bit. It's going to run you. You know, like, like, how did he just happen to have all the parts to put her back together again? Like, come on. I mean, it look, he, well, he's, it seemed like it was well, highly improvised. Honestly. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> exactly. He's yeah. highly improvised, but like you can see the man had like this arm that he's been ready to do this. He's been doing this for a while. He's just been doing minor parts and all these kids. For you did, did you catch the, the, the guy's tools? First of all, uh, uh, like uh, Easter egg here, but uh, did you know that the, uh, the guy who did the, uh, the doctor of the, the mod 
guy, the mod, I can't remember what, what he was called. But anyway, that dude is the bassist from Suicidal Tendencies. Wow. Yeah. But anyway, uh, but yeah, that the oh, the uh, tools that that guy had on his hand, they're the exact same tools, and this I'm stealing totally from Ryan Airy. Uh, but uh, they're the same tools that Mr. Handy has in Fallout. Oh, nice. He's okay, got the yeah, pincers, yeah, yeah. the saw blade, and the torch. See, nice. there we go. See, Rick's coming for you now. Um, that is, that's the thing. I'm, oh, com I'm coming. Man. I'm coming back. Wow, but it's Rick. true. Star, Star Wars, it just Star Dang. Wars isn't hard science fiction. Star Wars <laughs> is very fugazi when it comes to the science fiction. <laughs> they have sure. been. And like, you know what? I, listen, I, I love hard science fiction it's you know For i sure. really do it's one of my it's one of my favorite things when yeah. you go and you talk about the physics and all that stuff comes into play but i also respect media when there's like we're not doing it i got we're you not, we're not we're not fast and light sure we'll figure it out fuck it like so i'm it's it's when it's when mediums mix and match uh hard sci-fi and the fantasy sci-fi and i think it throws mm -hmm. people off because it just i need i like to know the rules of your world and star wars has always been Throw it to the wall and we'll see what sticks. Listen, and, you know, all I gotta say is this: this this is how you get that mix of medium and technology. Jawas, uh -huh. Jawas rob everything. So you know what? Where do you get your parts from? Uh, Jawas. They okay. have a they have a commercial. I was, so Jawas. Speak, speak, <laughs> and what's funny about the Jawas too? Thank you. Uh, what's funny about the Jawas too? Is that like Boba Fett's going through this whole rampage of fucking up everyone who's done him wrong? He kills the Sarlacc pit. And I'm thinking he's like, I gotta find my armor. I gotta find, dude. Run through the Jawas then. Like I was, I was yeah, waiting yeah, for yeah. him to go find different Jawas and like be like, where's my armor? Where's my armor? And I was like, this seems. I guess they're like, well, he gets his armor from the Mandalorian, so we're not even gonna do that. And then the Mandalorian already had his run in with the Jawas, so we're well, not gonna yeah, redo and, that and whole thing again. And Boba was pretty spaced out when they rolled up on him, but I mean, he yeah. did come conscious just for a second enough to get hit with the butt of the the rifle. So, I mean, that, that I was with you on that. When I saw that, I was like, okay, next next in line yeah. on the revenge tour has got to be the Jawas. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, we we know how it works out. I, I thought honestly he was going to go there and they were going to somehow dispatch him and get away, and then the Mandalorian was going to be able to pick it up. But but no, I, I I guess he just was just too spaced out to recognize what was going on. Yeah, so this this man is finding trees in the middle middle of a desert planet. So yeah, he must have been spaced. I mean, but they they exist. They do. That's that's, <laughs> that's what's crazy is that they exist. With yeah. when you snort lizards. But I enjoy <laughs> I I enjoyed his his revenge tour though his revenge montage like when he came up to the bikers and you just see Slave One even though it's not called Slave One anymore it has a it has a different name now. Um, and you see it like flying in from the back, and you just see him just start shooting all the all the choppers, but from the back to front. I was like, oh man, that must have been that must have felt so good. This is exactly well, so, what I want. <laughs> so that was one you were talking about about Finnick at the beginning. That was one of my that was another one. I had a, I have a list. That was another <laughs> of my of my issues with Finnick in this episode was because she's like, Hey guy, I just met, I helped you get your shit back. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that's great. Hey, you want to tag along? Yeah, sure, why not? I'll do to do to do. Yeah, we just murdered those guys. I have no idea who they were, but we just totally murdered them. That was fun. <laughs> no, like she didn't know. She didn't I have the same. History. I thought it was funny when she sees him murder all the all the bikers, and then he goes yeah. to the, he goes to the Starlight Pit, and then she's like, "Son of a bitch, I'm about to fucking die in this thing because this jackass has it so close." And if he had a, okay, there's another. If he has the space mine or whatever, the space grenade, okay, lead with that. You've got us. You know what the Sarlacc is. Why are you going to stick your nose in its mouth? Like, I don't lead with the grenade. I don't think that was. I think the Sarlacc was already dead. That was a creature living inside the Sarlacc. Okay. Because the, 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 yeah, it was a creature just living inside the Sarlacc. Because they're just scanning sure? there, and this thing just popped up to grab it. Because I, I believe in Star Wars lore, they they did touch up on that. That um, I believe they touched up on this on Mandalorian too. Because uh... okay, yeah, I'm really? like no, no, nope, no. Nope, Rick is correcting Rick, me. Rick, Thank you, Rick. Rick, Rick is not going to go to sleep Rick. because he's coming in being like no, no. Like, no, yeah, I appreciate it, Rick. Thank you. We appreciate it, it, Rick. It can't just be me and Law sometimes because I was about to start typing on Google to make sure. <laughs> you well, knew it. You knew it. You heard the mechanical good. keys. I was ready to go. It's just it's just hard because it's like this. You have to understand there was just so much stuff that was canon before for Star Wars, and then they removed it. Now they're adding it back in. I think that that's where a lot. You of know what? That's what it was. I think 
the, the whole thing with the Jawas, really, with the Jawas. Like, I know Rick mentions that he's worked with them before, but that was my confusion, was that he comes up, and the Jawas knock him out with the butt of the gun and take his armor, but then he goes to the Starlight Pit, and he's like, I need to find my armor. I'm like, homie, armor's not there. And that's, I think that's what threw me off. I'm like, all right, that, I don't know, maybe because they're going based off the fact that he was, like, really out of it he just got mm. out he got some air and he's just laying there and as they're stripping him of his armor he doesn't realize that but it 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 took me out of it because in my head i'm like the jawas took your armor why are you looking in there for your armor just drop the just drop the mine like in my head i'm like oh he's gonna drop a mine in there well well maybe rick knows this or not i don't know but but does the sarlacc is is it some type of uh like oh, do you a- have does it give you some type of vision does it create some like, is it a poison? Like, when you're in there, it's, a, it's, it's acid. It's acid. acid. But that's slowly, it, right? Like, you slowly digest. And it's in not a acid. psychedelic, though, right? Yeah. Like, he's not he's not inhaling anything. Yeah, he's saying Boba Fett has a quote of um, from killing innocents doesn't kill innocents or beings just acting on the nature. Um, and then he goes like, um, the Jawas, the Sarlaccs, as an example. Stomach acid, yes, it was stomach acid, and I mean it goes back to the point, and I and I think Levi meant the, the the great point. He might have just been out of it when he got out there because this guy was sitting there. We don't know how long he because again it takes years to digest you in the Sarlacc pit, and we don't know how long he was sitting there. So he's probably still just disoriented, didn't know who robbed him or that the armor was taken from. Probably just assume his armor was still down there. Um, and yeah. they leaving that to the fans to pretty much put that together. And sometimes it's a hit or miss when you leave it to the fans to yeah. put stuff together because For there's sure. just, you know, we either want something or we don't. Um, all I got to say is that Book of Boba is still better than the new trilogy, which is anybody has seen the new trilogy? Yeah. Yes. No, psychedelics. I didn't mind the new trilogy. Dehydrate. Yeah, he was dehydrated immensely. Oh and has God. body. Yeah. Not, can we not? Can we not? No, we're not going to bring it up. We're not going into a new trilogy. trilogy rant. I really, I'm not. It's not not today. Okay. Not well, today. Then, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I did super one one more thing about Finnick though that I got to do. You can uh, you can you can turn credits in to help into into what was it into an army if you know where to look. They were both assassins. They were where other people looked. They both were well aware of where to look and that you could turn credits into an army. That was just like, like I don't know who did the writing for Finnick. I'm not going to blame Ming-Na Wen. She, she read what, what, she, what she had to mm-hmm. read. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no disrespect at all to Ming-Na Wen. But whoever wrote that, come on, dude. Knock it off. So uh, I want to ask you guys. You and know where to look. This is the last thing I want to cover in the Star Wars episode, Book of Boba. Oh, hold is... on, hold on, hold on, Cebes, before before we get to that. Pong, to that point with, with Phoenix writing, did you feel yeah. like seeing her in The Mandalorian, her, you felt like, do you feel like she's a different character here? She, I, I feel like whatever character she was was played better in The Mandalorian. Mm. Okay. I don't know that they're necessarily different. It's been, what, two years since The Mandalorian? Or la- was that yeah, last year? Yeah, yeah, 2020. 2020. Oh, geez. Yeah. So that was two yeah, years. I should we go were, back we and watch were, The Mandalorian. Because we were going, we were going live 2020. So, yeah. um, let me ask you guys, and this is the last thing I want to cover in Star Wars, um, which is something that I thought was pretty cool. But, um, and again, it led, lent more into the fact that this is more of a crime show. That dinner scene with, um, all like the local crime bosses mm. that used to report to, um, Java. Um, Levi, I want to start with you with this one. How did you feel how that scene played out? I mean, as I said before, when you kind of have all of these like retro concepts and you do a retro scene like this, it can feel like it's stereotypical, right? It, it, can, it can look stereotypical. It can feel stereotypical. You see the action. I mean, other than the brightly colored Vespas, I mean, I'm, I'm okay with most of it, okay? So <laughs> if, it, if it feels like something I've seen before, then it's familiar. I like familiarity. It's, it's 2022, 2021 wasn't great. I need to feel something that I used to like and I want to like that. But I don't know, man, that, that scene did feel too stereotypical to me. I, 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 agree. I, I agree to a certain point with some of what Pong is saying about some of these lines. And because I'm a Star Wars fan and, and, and I love it, I, I, I look past that stuff. But in a scene like this, I think you have, um, I think you could have done a lot more with it. 
you know, these characters could have felt a lot more than just a stereotype. That is true. That's true. I um, want you all to work with me. No. Okay. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I was, I'm just like, what, where's the betrayal? Where is like, I'm, you're watching the scene and you're thinking like mafia movie dinner and you're waiting for someone to act up. Like, uh-huh. Listen, I understand that Boba is not Jabba. I get it. We are we are painting a picture that he is not Jabba, like to the T. Like got every, yeah. I got I got it. I got it. But and, and you know, everyone knows that one of these family members is gonna betray him. And he knows it. Finnick knows it. We we all fucking know it. And I felt like he needs he's doing this whole thing of like respect and respect and respect. And I get it. I really do, but sometimes people got to find out because they don't know. We know what Boba's capable of because when my man showed up in Mandalorian season two, we were all hyped when he had missiles on his knees. Mm-hmm. Like, I, let's listen. Like, we were like, oh, Boba showed up. And we haven't seen that Boba yet. And they don't, that that that, that, yeah, they, they don't know that that Boba's still there. They just think he's some dude just trying to be part of the bat power vacuum. So that's kind of, that's like, I wanted, I wanted more from that scene. That's yeah. what I really, I really wanted more, you know, and I, I like the mafia portion of it, but it's just, I think you need to see like that, that darkness that's there too. Like we, 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 but, we you know, you know, and I think that, that, that's what was missing from it for, for me. Yeah. But, but we do know that the Rancor is on baby monitor, right? We, we yeah. do know that that, yes. that, dude is, that dude is plugged in. He's ready to go. Yeah. He so, is. <laughs> that scene when the Rancor that just was the came best up part and of the scene. I, yes, honestly, that, that was, was the best part yeah. of the scene. That that's a scene like tell me um that you're a badass without telling me you're a badass and had it, it's just pretty much like yeah he had everybody's attention like motherfucker I got a rancor I'm still waiting to watch him ride the rancor down the street down Main Street and how people sure. are gonna be shitting themselves <laughs> and, yeah and what do we have Rick say here I I I, I kind of I agree here too I think the backstory I think the flashbacks did the job of what they yeah. were trying to establish of who he For is sure. and and why he changed and the fact that he was living with. You know the Tuscans for years. Like I, I got that, and it translates really well. But yeah, I agree. the The writing and what we're trying to figure out now in the present and what he's trying to accomplish, I'm, I'm still kind of lost. Yeah, I mean, you know, what... like to Pong's point, uh, I don't, I don't need your help. <laughs> just, just stay neutral. Like yeah. what? What one percenter stays neutral? Come on, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, this well, works. <laughs> so, so, exactly. so, so we have, we know we have two more episodes left. Um, what do you guys do? You think that we're going to get the Big Bang that we've we've seen in series? Like, are we going to get something, or are we going to get a flop? I mean, what are your guys' predictions with the the next few episodes, the last two episodes coming up? Um, who wants to go first? Who wants to jump off that cliff? I'll I'll, I'll go. I I was talking trash about Shinny, uh, Shan, <laughs> so you know, like I'm already in the pile. Uh. uh so no, the um, I, I I think what's gonna help. What now? You don't need. Yeah, you don't need help to take down the biggest crime syndicate. No, 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 that's fine. I don't need your help. <laughs> um. Uh, no, I think what's gonna happen. I think the Mandalorian's gonna make an appearance, and they're gonna introduce the show with uh, Ro- Rokatan, Bokatan. What's her name? Um, Bokatan. Well, I just yeah. this almost feels like a filler show setting up for Obi Wan, possibly. Or Maybe. yeah, yeah. That's I think that's what this is. This is like here's how Boba Fett got into the other shows that we're gonna have. Hmm. Either that, or someone owed Ming Na Wen money from Agents of Shield or something. I don't know. <laughs> gonna Agent uh, no, Obi Wan is before this. <laughs> yeah, Obi Wan is before this. It's not gonna be a oh, yeah. Obi-Wan. No, yeah, no. Yeah. Obi Wan is dead. Yeah, it's on the same planet, but it's 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 before. Yeah um Levi, what is your thoughts what do you what do you think what is your predictions for the next two episodes what what do you what do you want to toss out there i don't know man i mean the the, the way that the way that they developed the show so far i don't really i don't really expect anything big i mean i, I don't think that's where they're going with it you know i don't think luke's going to show up i don't think the you, you know the the what is it? The whole CGI Luke. I don't think something like that is going to happen, man. It, it, it it's, uh, I mean, you, I guess you just got to keep building. Maybe, maybe they drop, if I, if I've, I've got to say something, they'll drop the next bad guy, right? Like, like they'll, they'll drop whatever is, 
you know, that level above what he's dealing with. And we'll be able to see what is next in his path. That, that may be the only thing they try to do with the story. I see. I can see that because um, it's like who who did this uh, syndicate report to? Um, it's probably like their boss, and it's probably going to be because we know Amelia Clark has been recasted not just in the MCU stuff, but she also has been recasted to play her role in Star is Wars. That, is that confirmed? Or is that still rumor mill? It's still rumor mill, but there's still where I, I won't be surprised because she didn't get to really play that character in Han Solo, and um, the fact that she took off to take over this guy's role when she killed him. And took his ship so um i mean that would be interesting if she becomes the main bad for boba fett uh or you know depends but um so what is your hot take so i'm i'm with pong so i was thinking about like are they really gonna are they gonna have the mandalorian in like the way they kept hinting at like we've got the money we've and then mm -hmm. you and then it felt like you heard the if you the know where to look <laughs> and like it was like and you heard i i felt like i heard the the flutes like the yeah. Mandalorian flutes. Like I heard it. I'm like, oh, okay. So either we're gonna get our Mandalorian or we're gonna get, you know, Bo Katan and, and the other Mandalorians, which I think will be cool. We, we get to yeah. see them all, we get to see them yeah. fight and they come they come together. Or shit, cool. maybe he maybe he finds some fucking clones. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I mean, he's he has said he is open to playing all the clones. <laughs> the the you know, he said it. So you know, I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I think the cast they, they've had him on ice for yeah, they've had him on ice for yeah. how long? So, yeah. yeah, I'll do whatever you want. He's like, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He used to cast that check. The pikes, he's a, a great actor, though. I mean, I, you know, I, I think yep. I think he's got some classical training, and 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 it works. Uh, you know, it's, it's great that he got the role in the first place, and then he's been able to cash in on it. I think it's great. Baby Yoda, aka <laughs> Grogu, was going to make an appearance. Oh There's, yeah, I don't. I hope. I not. don't think so. But um, at this point, guys. Again, we, we're going to be back for episode five next week. We're also going to cover, um, again, um, Peacemaker 4 or 5, because from what I've been reading, Peacemaker is actually top Wonder Woman in ratings. Um, it's been doing really well. So Peacemaker Sapong will be back with us next week. But right now, if you missed the first half, we're going to give him the plug. Levi, the show is all yours. Here we go. You get the plug. Plug away your, your book and everything. Fantastic. Uh, coming up in early March, got the Kickstarter for Issue 2, The Book of Ecroy. We've had a successful launch for Issue 1, and we're coming back for Number 2. We've got great art, great colors, great story. If you like sci-fi, if you like cyborgs, if you like stuff, you know, retro storytelling, you know, from back 80s, 90s films, sci-fi films, then you're going to love this if you, if you like Things like Low, Seven to Eternity, The Inkle. If you like those stories, then you're going to like this. So uh, you should definitely join the link. There's a link. To, there's a click on the link and go in and, and, and get in the waiting list for it. And then whenever we go live, you'll get the, the email and then boom, get in, get a tier and get the books before we're, we're all out of them, man. And that's going to be um, pretty much. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let's get this layout back right here. Live stuff goes wrong um but no that's gonna be pretty much everyone could get book one and two with the next kickstarter so please guys support the link is in the bio um make sure you put yourself on that waiting list because um the art is fantastic the book is fantastic we've been talking about sci-fi all night so for sci-fi junkies you definitely 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 want to get this how is that possible because star wars is no logic needed yes we know rick um but no we want to thank you guys for joining in levi we want to thank you for joining in on the show yeah. um definitely love to have you back when the next book comes out and get your brother on with us i love the fact that cool. you got a Foo fighters poster right behind you um so <laughs> definitely but um this has been your boy sebastian before we go before Ooh. before we oh. go Okay. Because I'm reading the chat and Pong is having side conversations while we're while we're doing the plug. So Pong, can you please make your loud announcement of how you feel about <laughs> about about Peacemaker, please, friend? Because I know. Listen, guys, we all we all guys, thought Seabass was crazy. We all guys, thought Seabass was crazy. You. Then I watched it. And I was like, oh shit, Seabass may be onto something. I gotta tell you, <laughs> it's good. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't want to like it. <laughs> but it's good. But I do. Uh -huh. it's, it's really good. It's really good. It's, it's really good. good. Yeah. You, you know when you hear a bad idea and you're like, oh, this is gonna be a bad idea. This is not gonna I don't know how James Gunn it, made it, it works. This work. It's so much better than Suicide Squad. 
Mm. It is so much better than the Suicide Squad. I like it better than it, the Suicide Squad. Man, it kind of is, isn't it? I love it. I, I am like, I like, you know, I didn't want to love it. I re I really right. wanted to be another DC thing. And I'm yeah. like, no, it's, it's bull. And John right. Cena is just being John Cena. I'm like, nah, man, John Cena yeah. works. The whole cast works. His dad works the whole, mm. like, you know, it doesn't fit. That's the biggest problem. It doesn't fit in the DCEU. But once it you look doesn't. beyond that, but, you, but man, you look one quick, one quick thing though, when they don't, when the property doesn't try, Look what they do when they when they I mean yeah. I know they're not really trying to tell a cohesive story, but when they don't really it's a throwaway. Yeah. Like this is a throwaway <laughs> and they're doing better than they do in the stuff they care about. Yeah, yeah. they are. It makes well, no sense. I have a feeling that that when the DC in, in DC, the board, the 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 corporate side is their worst enemy. And I think mm -hmm. on this one, James Gunn was like, No, let me tell you where you guys are gonna be fucked off somewhere else. Well, yeah, and, and you know, no one's paying attention on the top end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so if no one's allowed to meddle with it, then it becomes it, it feels, good. It feels yeah. very much like Deadpool One. Yeah. yeah. You know, oh Deadpool, wow. Okay. De sure. Deadpool, sure. Not you know because Deadpool One, Ryan Ryan Reynolds, even though it wasn't Ryan Reynolds, but Ryan Reynolds leaked the footage, and then all the fans were like, "How the fuck did you not give this to us?" There was yeah. no corporate oversight. They had no budget, and they yep. and that's why he had no guns aside yep. from his handguns. Mm -hmm. And then it just became the hit that it is, and they gave it money, and we got cable, and we got a successful sequel. This just feels like the same exact way. James Gunn, go do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. yeah. We're James. waiting on we're waiting to see how this how Matt Reeves' Batman does. You can do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you this. Um, and this is why I feel what Warner Brothers did is that um they did it with Josh Whedon first. When Josh Whedon was let go from Marvel, he didn't want to work with Marvel after Avengers after that. Um, they went after him. He jumped on the Justice League movie after tragically what happened with Snyder's daughter. And they had Josh Whedon rewrite all the stuff for Justice League because again they wanted that Marvel hype. They did. They weren't too busy. They didn't want to build um, their universe. What we're seeing is this: is that James Gunn has proved himself with Suicide Squad because it was better than Ayer's um, Suicide Squad. Um, again, we probably would never know the full extent of Ayer's Suicide Squad, but again, this was better. Um, and the fact is, this is that Peacemaker he was writing while doing Suicide Squad. So he's already had time to write this out. And the reason this works better as a show than a movie is because it's a show and allows him to tell more of a story with this character. And I mean, I'll say it right now. Episode four, I think, gave us more insight to the character. And I'll be quite honest. It's a superhero who has to deal with the fact that his father is a supervillain with Peacemaker. And you could see how he's messed up in the head because of that. Mm -hmm. And you yeah. get more his psyche with that, which again, I want to cover more next week. Mm -hmm. I don't want to I don't know if you saw it, Le Le Levi, just yet. Uh, have you seen um, Peacemaker? I have. Okay. How do you feel about that dance number in the beginning? I, I think it's great. <laughs> it's the greatest thing. Yeah, yeah, I think it's great. Uh, you guys, if you oh, want to catch people's attention, right? You want to, you just want to get people's attention. <laughs> wow dang well thank yeah you. george wants to get you on the show so definitely i will send you uh get link you guys up so that you could get on cash the craze to start putting up um pushing out that kickstarter because we're gonna get more information about that kickstarter out there some more crowds and um robert patrick cast as his father and the best casting yeah. voice ever um god the prison scene was so funny yes <laughs> Let's go around the table. Yes. That was oh, great. I loved it so much. That was great. I mean, Vigilante is great, great. Right? Like, it's, I'm like, man, this show did not, I did not expect the show to be that good. It, it's Way better than it has any right to be. Yeah. So much 100%. better. I never thought, Again. like, last week, or like two weeks ago, or whenever I was on last, and I was like, I completely do not care about Peacemaker. And then, then here I am, and I was like, oh, yeah, but I'm pumped about Boba Fett. And now here I am. <laughs> Whoop! <laughs> totally flipped. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It yeah. is. It's it's one of if you're a fan of writing, if you're really a fan of just superheroes that aren't um cookie cutter and everything, and just um with what they're building with the story. Um, and even like the end, the after credit scenes, because James Guns gives you a little humor at the end of each episode with um the shows like it just like an extended version of the scene like the whole thing um with them talking about if it walks like a duck and something like a duck and all that <laughs> that was just fantastic 
um, and just how these actors, they, they all have really great chemistry with each other. So um, again, anybody who's out there, I do recommend see Peacemaker. We are going to cover episodes four and five, along with episode five for Book of Boba, um, because we are four minutes past the hour. And again, guys, make sure you are hitting the link in the bio for the Kickstarter for the Book of Ekroy, uh, book one and two. Please give the Corey Brothers and 308 Productions full support for the second book. We want them <clears throat> to get fully funded to get all six of these books out there. Beautiful art, beautiful story. Again, if you are a sci-fi junkie or just a fan of comics, support and add this to the, your, your collection. So this has been your boy, Sebastian. This is your stand-in for his boy, Law? And your boy, Tone, from across the hall. You guys all have a beautiful night. Be safe out there, and thank you for tuning in. Later, everybody. Thank you. Yeah.